Yeah, dude, this is Steve-O, and you're listening to Dr. Brady Smith on the Drilled Podcast. I'm drilling down, down, down. I'm getting deeper. I'm looking round, round, round. Like a midnight peeper. Is it it's cool made of cheese? If I dig straight through on this big Chinese, I got some questions, you got some answers. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to this week's episode of the Drill with Dr. Brady podcast. Back with us in our good graces is <laughs> Lowell. Lowell, say hi to everybody. He's back. Hey, it's Lowell here, just living life in the ashtray. You took uh, <laughs> you took like four or five uh, episodes off, didn't you? We had a bunch of guests. We did. I didn't take take them off by any stretch. Of you the were imagination. bumped. You, you were just you were just bumped. You were just bumped oh, off I, the list. I, I still did all the work involved. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Lowell does a Lowell, <laughs> does a Lowell does a few things around here. Just a few, just a few. No, Lowell's been bumped. We've had some really cool guests actually the last uh, last. Actually, four. I wasn't bumped last week. I was on the podcast last week. That is correct. I stand corrected. You were there. We're a little, we're a little burned out, people. Yeah, listen. <laughs> uh, we've had some pretty cool guests. We had Vince Johnson, who was the uh, genius behind the Tiger King songs. Uh, most of that them. That is cool. It's super cool, dude. The and coolest And he's become a patient of ours, and he's, uh, he's rad. Um, we had Dr. Drew and his wife on. Go catch up on that one if you haven't, if you haven't listened to that one. He basically says, hold on tight, because there's a bubonic plague coming. Uh, after this COVID thing's done, so uh, he did. <laughs> he did. He did say that. It's true. He did. Totally said that. Uh, we had some cool stuff today. Today, I started a collaboration with Dave Rubin, which was awesome. We did a Skype thing. We're going to be doing a giveaway for one of his listeners. That's going to be awesome. Ah! <laughs> I have lights. I have lights falling from the sky. <laughs> was that a light? That was a, that was a light. Yeah, I was trying to. I have so many cords here. I was moving my foot and I pulled the light down. Anyways, um, yeah. Listen, we got some really cool stuff uh, in the pipes. Um, if you're a fan of Brett Weinstein, which I am, we have uh, started negotiations to get on his program and uh, do a giveaway for him. If you don't listen to Dark Horse podcast, it's one of my favorite podcasts. It's very, very good. Yeah, he's um, he's a cool dude. Uh, just talks about you know current events and things going on from a really thoughtful, intelligent perspective. He's a good guy. We're going for the deep guests, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, I've never felt stupider in my life actually talking to a couple of those guys because I've, they're so smart uh, and well, intelligent. Uh, they always say that if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Well, I'm in the right room then because I'm never the smartest. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, man, there's some new stuff here. Before we jump into our topic today, which is a good topic, man, Portland is basically on fire. Uh, not because of the riots anymore, uh, <laughs> because of it's, forest fires, man. And the, the, it's been, it's been uh, a smoky haze, thick, thick smoke and fog blocking out the sun for, uh, is it a week? About a week, yeah. It smells like smoke. It permeates your clothes. It permeates your our homes. My office smells like smoke. 
It's the world uh, is a campfire right man, now. Man, it's it's really bad out there. It's supposed to get some rain tomorrow, which should help out. But this is, I think, California's contributing. Uh, the bunch of Oregon fires. There's some in Washington as well. I'm a little suspicious uh, of like seven or eight fires starting within a two day or three day span. I don't know how you feel about that, Lowell. Uh, uh, well, uh, as we've we've talked, me and you have talked about this, but my dad uh, is works for Borough Land Management. Yeah, he is. He can. He's the air traffic controller for all the air tankers they use to drop retardant on wildfires from California all the way up the West Coast. I and think it's special needs liquid, not retardant. <laughs> I don't no, think you're retar- supposed to. I don't think you're supposed reta- to say that. That's the real term for it. Um, special needs liquid. He, <laughs> Special needs liquid. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit him with that joke. He said he's <laughs> never seen a fire season like this ever. They said they clocked a fire consuming forest at 23 miles an hour. Yeah, dude. Like, listen, I remember I remember a couple of years back, dude. Uh, there was a bunch of like people claiming they were like some terrorist groups threatening to like set fires all over the America, and I just have a. It's just, you know, I mean, listen, I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, even though I am 100% super easily distracted by conspiracy theories. But, dude, it's like seven or eight fires being set in the span of like two or three days. Mother Nature is uh, cold and calculated if this is all just a coincidence to me. But uh, I hope it's not arson. But holy crap, dude, all up, all up, and, up and down the West Coast. It's totally, everywhere. Including California, there's like... It's like 15 different fires, dude. 15, like, unique, separate fires that all started within a week of each other. And yeah, not to mention north of us, south of us, east of us. It's all, just along, all along the I-5 corridor, just fires and fires and fires. So, um, man, to those, of, to those uh, among us who have family who are firefighters, God bless you. Those are, those are some real heroes out there. Putting themselves yeah, stay at risk. safe. Yeah. Stay safe, people. Yeah. Well, okay. Speaking of staying safe, uh, <laughs> we say uh, this is a memorial service today for one of our dentists and uh, colleagues in the profession. He's not dead, but his life is over. His career is. <laughs> right? Oh, okay. Yeah, this one hits a little close to home, man. So. Because uh, it's in Alaska? Yeah. I mean, listen, if this wasn't Alaska, it would have had to have been Florida, right? <laughs> These are the only two states where this could have happened. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you may be aware of a viral video that went down, I don't know, like six months ago. Maybe more. Maybe a, lo- maybe a little bit longer than that. Yeah. Just pre-COVID. It was pre-COVID. Yeah, so longer than six months. Some, between like eight and 12 months ago. There was a dentist, and his name is Seth. I'm gonna say Lookhart. Yeah, it's Seth Lookhart. Lookhart, Seth Lookhart, uh, is Dr. Seth Lookhart, in uh, Alaska, and he got a viral video of himself pulling someone's tooth while riding a hoverboard. Seems irresponsible. <laughs> I'm watching the video right now. I mean, it, that's it, really irresponsible. Well, and the patient was sedated. So the patient is asleep. It's another important part of the story. The patient is asleep, has no idea what's happening, can't see, didn't consent to being videotaped, didn't say it's okay if you ride a hoverboard while pulling my tooth. Now, it was an easy tooth, 
and there was no harm done to the patient. I should clarify. I mean, I when I clear that up. Um. Anyways, he got a lot of attention that he didn't probably want from that video, because Not it, to mention the the patient is passed out, yeah, is completely sedated and in frame. That's bad. Ugh. Yeah, totally in frame. And he ride. Listen, he rides in, and he takes the tooth out in about three seconds, and he rides out, puts his hand in the air, and like like he's yelling touchdown. I mean, he's like uh, he's pretty enthusiastically happy with himself. And the way I understand this video got out is that he sent it to like seven or eight buddies. I think someone put it on Reddit or something like that. And it just went, I don't know how many views it got, but it got a lot. And it kind of put him in the spotlight in a very bad way because he happened to have been involved for some time in defrauding Medicaid uh, in the state of Alaska to the point where and what he was doing was he was let's see what what's the conviction he just got convicted so let's let, let's do the spoiler he has been sentenced to 20 years in prison uh which of which there was some kind of like eight year leniency they kind of already gave him for some reason i didn't really understand that but he's going to serve 12 so basically he's basically he's being sentenced to 12 years in prison i think like a 2 million dollar fine yeah, it's it's brutal, man. Like, uh, oh, yeah. this guy is garbage. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I'm just reading this article. Oh, yeah. and talking. Again. No, it sounds it sounds like. So let's see if we can um, uh, break this down. So he was convicted of 46 counts of Medicaid fraud. Let's kind of discuss what that is a little bit from my perspective, because as I read the article, there were some uh, points I wanted to bring up, and uh, one was in the state of Alaska. Okay, so state Medicaid, if you've listened to this podcast at all, you've heard me go off on state Medicaid. Um, but it's different from state. Every state has, a different, has different rules. In the state of Alaska, there is a maximum benefit of $1,150, meaning the state will pay for $1,150 of dental work. It's pretty decent coverage, and that's all they'll pay for the year. But what's not included in the $1,150 is sedation. So let's say that Lowell gets some dental work and he maxes out his 1150. Now he's paying out of pocket for anything he needs. Let's say now he needs like two or three teeth pulled out. Doesn't want to pay for it. I say, guess what, Lowell? Uh, I can sedate you because Medicaid pays for me to sedate you. And then I'll just take the teeth out for free. Basically, I'm sedating you to get like, you know, 600 to 800 bucks from the state. And I'm doing that to pull your teeth out. So I'm kind of unnecessarily sedating you uh which puts you in some danger listen there's not a lot of deaths in the dental field like on the chair but i'll tell you what when they are i would say the strong majority of those deaths come from anesthesia i mean when you when you put someone under uh whether it's conscious sedation um you, you just you lose track of oxygen levels and you lose patients and it happens with a lot of kids in pediatric offices unfortunately there's a lot of stories of young kids um uh, uh, dying after dental. That's well, like a relatively invasive kind of thing, too. I mean, you're forcing unconsciousness on somebody, yeah, you know, and then maintaining that the body's natural reaction to try to wake up. I mean, that's like a like very large chemical process going on there. That's not good to just unwill. And I remember reading in this article that this guy was just doing it willy nilly and leaving him under for much longer than was re like required and. 
like leaving them some... with with did like uh, uh, assistants that didn't know how to properly monitor them. Yeah, the assistants. There were some assistants that testified and said we were left alone with the patients and didn't really know what they were doing, and felt like they should not have been left alone with patients. And of course, they shouldn't be without proper training. So there was a lot of like, yeah, it's probably not okay what was happening there. Now, what's interesting is that I have some dental colleagues who recognize this guy from uh, there's a there's a very large dental forum online called Dental Town. It's not as big of a deal as it used to be, but it was a big deal. And a lot of colleagues of mine say, dude, I remember this guy from like five or six years ago bragging about how much money he was making doing sedation. And when people were like calling him out, like those numbers don't seem right, dude. Like you're probably like doing something inappropriate. He would make fun of them and call people jealous for not being able to do what he does. Like he's some kind of like God's gift to dentistry. <laughs> um, when in fact, and here's the thing, man, when things, when something smells fishy, dude, it's probably because it's a dead fish, you know? If it it's, walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. Um, yeah. This, uh, oh, that's, here we go. Here's a quote. Let's medicate it up. That's uh, from his the text message submitted into evidence. Oh, yeah. So his text messages screwed him over. That's the oh, other thing, yeah. too. So Not the to judge. He was responsible for 31% of the total dental Medicaid for sedation billings in two, 2016 in Alaska. That is a very impressive statistic. And that's 2016. Okay. Yeah. Here's what they do they were probably already like monitoring him and looking at him. Here's the thing they let dentists think that they're getting away with it. These insurance companies in the state. They'll, uh, we had uh, in, in Washington State, right here in Vancouver, we had four offices that went under the name of Care One Dental. And you can Google this, Care One Dental in Vancouver, Washington. They got sued by the Attorney General of the state of Washington last year and had to shut down and owed the state like a couple million bucks because they were fraudulently billing Medicaid. And uh, the state had like four... We're, they were gathering data for like four years on these on these uh, on these uh, husband and wife couple who were who were defrauding the Medicaid system in the state of Washington. So they let them hang them. I mean, they'll let you hang yourself. And when you are getting away with something, I imagine for like, let's say you're getting away with something for like a year, you are probably thinking, "I'm never going to get caught," right? Don't you think? I think that depends on the person, my man. I really do. I think some of us have what's called a conscience, and it would bother us to be like that. Oh, and well, it, okay, dude, of course. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, for the perpetrator, in the perpetrator's mind, who is trying to get away with it, they're probably like, dude, I've been doing it for a year. If I was going to get caught, I would have been caught by now. Oh, it's funny. My sister's texting me right now. She just texted me an article of this. That's so funny. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so this guy's making headlines all over the place. And uh, Okay, so that's an impressive statistic, though. Back in 2016, he was 31%, 31%. of all the Medicaid reimbursements for that procedure of sedation. Yep. He received by himself 31% of everything. And Alaska's not a super populated. How much is the population of Alaska? Oh gosh, I it's been like I just I can look at Alaskan population. Yeah, that's a that's uh, a quick Google. It, it I can tell you though, like I'm gonna like, guess four million. Be, 
being Alaskan, like dentistry is ungodly expensive. So actually, no, you're way off. Seven hundred and thirty-one thousand. Wow. Okay, that's not a lot of people. Um, it's very expensive to get uh, to get dentistry in Alaska because most people know they kind of got you by the the short and curlies, and they just kind of tend to charge accordingly. Or it's they just want to pull teeth. I know a yeah. lot of the the hospitals, like the um, we have a lot of like native care hospitals up there too. Totally, for, totally. You know, for the uh, the tribes and stuff up there, and they're kind of notorious for pull, just pulling teeth instead of actually doing anything. Well, stop me if I'm wrong here, Lowell. Uh, Alaska's full of a lot of different th- things. Work differently in Alaska, just in general, including people's oh, yeah. people people's brains. So. For sure, uh, so you got I, some, uh, you got some different folks living. There. I mean, the people are people, obviously, but listen, uh, Alaska is a whole different, a whole different uh, uh, ball game up there. So when I was in dental school, man, people were always like, "Go to Alaska, you can kill it. You'll make bank in Alaska." And then I had an upperclassman who I knew who went to Alaska and like, and like lasted a year and hated it and came back and couldn't couldn't do it. He said he made good money, but he said it wasn't worth it. Um, you know, some people just need to be close to a big city, a, an airport, family, and, you know, commodities that you might not have in Alaska everywhere you go. I have a friend who's a doctor that moved to Alaska because he could get uh, residency. He's a, he was a surgeon, and he knew that he could get residency in Alaska. Oh. And he did, and he loved it, man. He's like, he went from, like, California, uh, you know, city slicker to, like, Alaskan wild man in less than a year. <laughs> yeah, I had a I had a uh, an acquaintance in dental school who works in the North Pole North Pole Alaska right now. He loves Yikes. it. Well, he's like an outfitter for like hunting and stuff. So people people hire him to like you know go kill grizzly bears and moose and elk and uh, whatever. And uh, yeah, he loves it. Okay, back to this d bag over here, Seth Lookhart. Uh, he just looks like a guy too. You look at his picture; it's just like, oh yeah. This makes you see his face, and you're like, it makes sense. Just look at his face. Uh, right? I bet he keeps a bag. Uh, I bet. I bet you money he's got a bottle of Axe body spray in his glove compartment. That's what that photo. His video. His photo just makes me want to think about him. Axe yeah. body spray. It, it looks like he looks like a date rape dude to me. <laughs> like, like, which is interesting because he get, he was in trouble for like knocking people out and having his way with them, which is uh, coincidental that that's what he looks like. So, uh, listen, this was, uh, this was more than, uh, you know, it's more than just uh, economic. You know, he's hurting people. He's putting them under sedation unnecessarily for the purpose of getting money, you know, for the purpose of greed. And then what was most damning, what the judge said, the reason why he slapped such a harsh sentence on him, because you might be thinking, that's a harsh sentence, 12 years, man, and $2 million in fines. People understand the fines pretty easily. He stole that money. He owes it back. But, um, you know, 12 years and I mean, he's actually sentenced to 20. I don't I don't know exactly. I like I should have it's figured like that suspended. Out. It's a suspended sentence. Basically, he'll serve 12 provided he has good behavior. Do they kind of. OK, so they bake that in. So that 12 is going to be a legit 12. Then it sounds like or. Yeah, it sounds like more like from my understanding of it um, that and then. You know, if that doesn't happen, then, you know, he, they can always push it out to 20. It's kind of like, be good or you're going to be here longer. Yeah, he's 35 years old, so he's going to come back out. He's going to have a life, you know, after prison. 
But I don't know what kind of I don't know what you, I don't know what you can do with his. I don't know if he's going to be allowed to practice dentistry again. He might be. I I would certainly hope not. Well, I don't know. I do believe in like rest. He spends twelve years. Yeah, but that he that I mean, it wasn't just Medicaid fraud, man. The Medicaid fraud is actually so the one part of this that I would see as being, do your time, you learn you learn your lesson, get out. It's the fact that he was putting people under maliciously. He was recruiting others to do so maliciously. He was bragging about it. He was... And then even, like, if you read, like, some of the statements that he made, he's like, oh, man, I've reformed and I'm good and I hope that my story serves as a lesson. It's like now he's like, you know, come down off the cross, man. We could use the wood. You know, like, it's just like everything about this guy's personality from what I have digested just does not make me want to, like, I do not think he should be trusted with people's well-being ever again. Well, that's an interesting point to bring up because... Okay, so here's the thing. When you, I mean, the purpose of prison is rehabilitation, right? It's yeah. not just it's not just a punishment. It's not just you're going to you're going to be punished. And the idea is once you've spent your time, you know, it's full it's you fully restituted for your crimes and your sins. So there has to be some kind of like you got to put him back in society to be beneficial to society. And the if he's not a dentist, if he doesn't have any other skills, He's dead weight. He did, we don't, you know, like I, we don't want him back. Like keep him in there forever, then, for all I care, because he's not going to be useful outside. With like twelve years in prison, can't be a dentist anymore. Like what else can you? I mean, maybe he can get another job doing something else. I suppose he could. Hey, burgers got to get flipped, dude. That's right. That's true. Trash um, needs to be picked up. You know what? I don't even want to. I don't even want to degrade. I lo- I think that 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 you know, like the dudes that 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 go out there and pick up trash all the time. I think that's you know. That's a noble profession. So maybe not that one. Maybe he can uh, sell Axe body spray or something door to door. Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe um, maybe he could be a prison dentist. (laughs) He sounds like he has the qualifications. Listen, listen, maybe you do your time. We'll let you be a dentist, but you have to work for the federal government. Why don't they make him do it while he's in prison so he can like you know, pay the tax, the American taxpayer back some of that. Uh, Dude, there you go. Then you make him, then you're taking money out of his paycheck and you, yeah, you put him to work. And there uh, is no paycheck. He just does dentistry and maybe <laughs> they take a couple of years off his sentence or something. Yeah, that would be, that would be a good idea. Oh, that, man, that would be a great idea. Isn't that better? That's a better idea than like putting him in prison. Put Actually, him work. Make him work 40 hours a week. And uh, yeah, he gets no, he gets no, he gets room and board in the prison. The thing is, I don't know what that would be like. You have to separate him from the other inmates because they'd probably kill him. No, he's the, you know, he'd be helping him out. I don't think it's this isn't you know like TV. You know, I think it would be okay, but it would be. I think that's just like a general like thing that maybe it's a thought. You know, it's definitely a good thought because you're taking someone that's done bad. And now you're making them do good. And I think maybe the recidivism of the whole situation would maybe die down a little bit because they're actually still working and they're still maybe having some sense of self-worth when they come out the other end. And then we'll talk about maybe this guy, you know, maybe we'll let him be a dental assistant or something. Yeah. A very overtrained dental assistant. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's, well, that's the layman thoughts on this guy. I mean, I just I'm reading this and I've been rereading it because the first time I I read the the article initially that we had talked about and it was very vague and then i got found a way more in-depth article and i mean like literally i was reading this today yeah, you, sent, you sent that to me it was my jaw was on the floor some of yeah. this stuff let me ask you this from a non-dentist perspective well you think this this makes dentistry look bad the yeah. whole profession i don't i i don't think it's great i think uh you know we've talked about this a lot but i really think that just given the general feeling of the populace towards dentists in general you know usually there's a lot of there's a various issues a lot of fear a lot of shame you know these issues that people come into your guys's office with just a baggage that they come in with and then you know there's not some dentists are great are super awesome i we know plenty of them right me and you know plenty of dentists that are yeah. fantastic but there's you know there's bad eggs in every batch does it make dentist dentists look bad a little but I think there's, you know, there's rotten eggs in every batch, you know what I mean? So it's yeah, like, no, definitely. <laughs> what about when you start thinking, like, 12 years? What else do you get 12 years for? Do you think there's murderers who have spent less than 12 years in prison? I bet you there given, are. Given circumstances, yeah. But there's rapists that serve far less than that. Sure. Um, they get that. They get to be on that list, too. So that that's a whole other whole other podcast <laughs> yeah the list. uh this so this made its round on some of the dental the dental uh what were dentists uh, saying about this quite frankly that's what i'm more curious about yeah than, so than this what made, i think this article these articles and this story was make was was making the rounds on a lot of these dental facebook pages and some of the comments are kind of interesting uh this one here 20 years holy crap you can kill someone and get less and, uh, you know, someone says our effed up judicial system, everyone gets prison time, so the private prisons keep getting funded. Uh, do not mess with Medicaid. They are no joke when you're on their radar. Karma, karma's a biatch. <laughs> uh, this one quotes the judge as saying that he was particularly struck by the pages and pages of text messages in which Lookhart bragged to his friends about his crimes in excruciating detail saying, I've never seen anything like it, not ever. Um, uh, you know, um, where was this? There was another comment I wanted to see. I wanted to, to read out loud. Um, there's one, another one, 20 years in prison. A lot of people, a lot of dentists are feeling like that's a little, little harsh. Um, uh, the article did make one interesting mention, which was that he was needlessly harvesting organs. Did you read that part? I did, I, and I, I had to reread it because I didn't get that part of the article. Like, what does that mean? Are uh, teeth organs I, now? I think there's... I have never heard of teeth Was he, like, being, stealing tonsil while he's in there or something? I don't know, cutting some gonads off or something. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. What's that but, dangly uh, thing in the middle? <laughs> the, the uvula. Yeah. Did he steal, was he stealing uvulas? Yeah. Here's one. All you young guns out there, let this be a lesson. Don't be flashy and stay humble. Smooth and steady wins this race. Believe nothing of what you hear and half of what you see. Um, someone said, and I agree with this, this is a fairly lucrative career without cheating. Why would anyone risk that? I'll never understand that. Totally agree with that. Pride cometh before the fall. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, so a question, question, since we're reading the, like, one of the things I, I found interesting was the, some of the dentist's views on the fairness of the sentence. What do you think? Do you think that this was a fair sentence? No, I don't think so. Um, 12, so let's, let's just err on the side of 12 years. 20 years, I definitely think is excessive. 12 years, and I compare that to, like, you know, convicted felons of violent crimes. I don't think what he did was what he did was super like arrogant and greedy. It was all out of greed. So to me, it's a white collar crime. Is that what they call it? White collar crime is like a like a Wall Street dude who's like embezzling money. Yeah, but I think what about you know unnecessarily endangering people's lives? I mean, essentially, he was yes. coercing them into into sedation that was risking their lives, and then he was had doing shenanigans while they were under. Without their knowledge, I mean, there's so, like that's the, that's the part that I I think that the sentence at least twelve years is more than fair, considering how much this guy took advantage of Medicaid, how much he just totally let his profession down as far as his behavior. We haven't seen the text messages either, man. We've seen the few that I have seen yeah, have been shocking. The yeah, hubris of this guy is unbelievable. No, you're absolutely correct about that. 12 years. I mean, listen, I'm so glad that I'm not the one who has to make that decision, dude. I would hate. Listen, he's a human being. I mean, he's a pretty shitty human being, but like, uh, I mean, he's probably scared to death now. I mean, even shitty human beings, when they're in their fox in the foxhole, they get, I mean, he's probably, you know, pooping his pants right now thinking about, he's got, a, I think he has a wife and kids. Too, if I'm not mistaken, oh, uh, that, that that part does suck. That sucks for him. So you got yeah, a it lot sucks of for them. I rephrase that. It sucks for them. Yeah. Now he deserves. I mean, to me, like you know, five years in prison is also a pretty crappy. You know, that would also be crappy to spend five years in prison. But at least you get to like watch your kids grow up, and and you don't have to be like locked away for. I mean, there's a twelve years is just you're gonna miss. Is he going miss. to the? He's going to the federal pen, isn't he? I think so. Yeah. Ooh, that sucks. Okay. Well, maybe five years would be a better sentence. God dang. <laughs> oh, that's not good. Uh, this guy is not going to have a good time. Yeah. I mean, here's a here's a comment about this. Another dentist saying, uh, five years and the loss of a license would have seemed okay to me, but I guess the hoverboard adds fifteen years." <laughs> so. Well. You know, that like I think that they're definitely looking to make an example of this guy. My feelings aside, you know, while thinking like we you feel sort of that it's not fair, I feel sort of that it is. I think all of that aside, it looks they're definitely trying to make an example of this dude. Yeah, no, I agree with you. The the bragging is the oh, hubris man. of it is just unbelievable. It, it makes any crime worse because it's like it's a recognition that you know what you're doing is wrong and you're cool with it and you think it's cool. It's like it's like one thing to like murder someone in the heat of the moment, but it's one thing to like premeditate it and then brag about it afterwards. That's why I think they, the why it, the, the sentencing is so harsh. The fact not to mention the yeah. fact that like say say you murdered worse. somebody, you premeditated the murder with others and then you decided to murder somebody and then you're like, "Oh, this is so cool." So you try to like get your friends in on it, you know, like, hey, you guys want to go murder 
I know it's not murder, but I'm just saying it's just an example. Yeah, yeah. Basically, I think that's why. I mean, they probably threw the book at him was that the fact that he was trying to coerce others into it. I mean, and this guy was not being subtle about what he was doing. It's not like he was just kind of sneaking one here, one there. I mean, this guy was doing it wholesale and trying to like. He basically, according to like what I've read here, he was founding a practice on it. Yeah, well, and so was the office manager, and she's named yeah. in a lot of these documents as well. But she she went she entered into some kind of plea bargain that is not clear what her penalty is or to throw is. him under the bus probably. But she but she one hundred percent like yeah she's testified against him I think and uh, anyway she entered some kind of plea bargain and she's not I don't it doesn't mention that she's going to prison but she was definitely in cahoots too. This this comment this Dennis says oh he gonna be dessert in prison. So let's build a practice around it, sedation, and let's medicate it up, quote. Yeah. Yeah. No. That's just pure hubris, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, I built a practice around Medicaid. Uh, I mean, you yeah, know. Yeah, but not a, like an this, above, <laughs> An above board, an above board practice. And lots, a lot of things, like one of the things I, I tell people a lot is that, you know, our Medicaid patients, we get paid crap for the stuff we do. But I accept Medicaid. It's not for the stuff that's covered. I accept Medicaid for the stuff that's not covered. So most of my implant patients, which are implants are, a, you know, it's a higher ticket item. And it makes a big difference in your bottom line when you're doing implants on people. And the population of Medicaid patients just happens to have a lot of need for implants because they're missing lots of teeth. And med- implants are not covered. So because implants aren't covered, I'm within my right to charge them whatever I want for implants as a not covered benefit. So that you're allowed to pay out of pocket for things that aren't covered. You're not allowed to pay out of pocket for things that are. So, which is what he should have been doing. If someone wanted an extraction in Alaska and they were they had maxed out, all he has to do is say, yeah, it's 100 bucks to pull a tooth, 150 bucks, 200 bucks, whatever you want, name your price, and be above board. But there was no reason to, yeah, it, 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 what he was doing was excessive. He deserves some kind of stiff penalty. What I, I don't think if I was the judge, I would have given him 12 years plus the fine. Plus, I think he loses his license. I'm not sure. They didn't actually say that specifically. And a lot of these things, you can do some pretty heinous things and just bounce over to another state. And you don't, you'll, he'll get his, he won't be able to practice in Alaska, but another state board will probably take him because there's a lot of states that need dentists. And just the way that bureaucracy works is that there's a dentist who's willing to move to Missouri. You know, they'll, they'll take you in Missouri. Or, uh, you know, if you want to go set up practice in Biloxi, Mississippi, <laughs> uh, they'll 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 welcome you with open arms and and you can get a fresh start. A lot of dentists get you know sued, perform malpractice or they're negligent. Something bad happens and they just jump to another state and start working there. So you can totally do that. People do that a lot. I just found uh, a quote from Lookhart about the hoverboard incident. Oh um, really? What do you say about it? <laughs> okay, let's see here. Uh, okay. So Lockhart rode into the room. Ah, here we go. Lockhart texted the video to friends and colleagues. In one text, he seemingly joked that providing oral surgery services while riding a hoverboard represented, quote, a new standard of care. I did read that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I mean, listen, uh, you know, full disclosure... Do I think it's kind of cool? You extract a tooth on a hover? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's. I would never do it. Never, ever would I do that. I mean, 
you're just asking for uh, problems. And uh, but you know when I watched that, did it make me? It made me chuckle. It made me chuckle. But I was like, I, when I saw that, I was like, he's screwed. They're gonna eat him alive, man. Yeah. The, uh, I mean, I feel like me and you have been eaten alive for far less. Oh yeah. By, I mean, torn the, into the, for sure. When the hygiene mob came after us. Because I said perio probing is stupid, <laughs> which, by the way, I still maintain. Perio probing. Poke the bear, is st- Brady. Poke the bear. <laughs> perio probing is stupid. I do it. I perio probe, but it's stupid. It's dumb. It means nothing. Um, okay, so moving on. Uh, a lot of dentists are thinking it's excessive for for white collar crime, but I guess I guess the idea is, is it you really to, a white collar crime? Well, though? you got to I mean, understand what the prosecution determined was. No, you hurt people, man, and so that's like that's what they're saying that you hurt people. Um, uh, this is you know, there's a quote. This is not is from 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 the prosecution. This is not a case where the court is sentencing is sentencing someone who stole two million dollars. Lookhart hurt people, vulnerable people, disabled children. Lookhart harvested organs. This is the quote. Lookhart harvested organs. Almost ended people's lives. These are human beings that he targeted. So, and, and that's the other thing too. Like, harvested organs is really misleading in the article, um, because he just took teeth out, and they're calling them organs, which might be a literal definition. I don't know, like a legal definition, like a. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. Well, listen, someone who's posting videos of themselves hoverboarding and pulling teeth doesn't think they're being watched. You know, these are some, this is someone that thinks I'm not I'm, I'm above the law. I'm above reproach. No one can get me. Uh, it'd be interesting to follow this case and see what happens. But, man, it's crazy out there. And I'll say this. A lot of people, what it looks really bad for, you know, one thing that I want to try to encourage people to do, especially dentists, is accept Medicaid. Start taking Medicaid patients. And this is like, man, just a punch in the gut to any argument that I have to try to get other dentists to try to help out this population of people, which need help. I mean, they need a tremendous amount of help because dentists are not willing precisely because of this. They see this and they're like, yeah, you mess with Medicaid. They think if you can, if you accidentally bill inappropriately, Medicaid will send you to jail, which I'm going to say is like, probably not the case. I don't know. Every every dentist seems to like, I know a guy who my cousin's uncle who works in whatever, he got sent to prison because he was just billing things incorrectly and didn't know it. And that's not I'm just I'm sorry. I don't I will never believe that. I've been doing Medicaid for 11 years and I've never been sent to prison. I'm sure, you know, nothing I sure haven't done perfect billing for my entire career, but we try to. And whenever, anytime we've been audited like three times, and anytime we've been audited, we make the proper adjustments. And there's been overpayment to us because of billing discrepancies, and then we pay them back what they tell us we owe them. And we get, you know, we stay above board and we stay compliant. And it's it is harder to be compliant with Medicaid because Medicaid looks a little closer. The rules are a little different, so it's it is a little more difficult. But it is rewarding to help people who need help. I've seen the links that you go to to stay above board with everything. Like it, we go yeah. through. We even just me and you, with the, you know, the different things that we've done for drill. Just making sure that we are above board and beyond reproach. Trying hard you to know, be. We go, we go real to the point where we check each other just to make sure. You know, <laughs> it's 
It's a yeah. thing. It's a dark road. Did you read anything on this guy's trial when they did the sentencing, like the last day of court where they did the closing statements and they did the sentencing? Yeah, I re- yeah he he read a prepared statement, which was really, uh, you know, super contrite. You know, I'm a very, you know, a, a repent, you know, a repentant soul. The penitent or, man. <laughs> which is, you know, that's the, that's the only card you can really play in this, in his situation is you got to just like, you got to come off as like, I'm the worst. I'm a dirt. I'm scum. I am a changed man. I realize the error of my ways. I can go out there and be helpful now and be a, you know, a word of warning to people. But it's kind of like too little too late. The bragging texts were, were terrible. They were damning. Uh, did you hear about, I think I read this in here. I'm trying to find it again. But uh, I read in here when his defense attorney made their closing statement, they said that they, they bet that they could make the closing statement on a hoverboard, but decided that it would be unprofessional. I read that. <laughs> Good. That okay. wasn't the, that was I, the prosec- I read that earlier, and I just like... That was I, the prosecution. That was wasn't the prosecution. The, uh, that did, wasn't yeah. the defense. Okay, well, thank you for the correction, because I just kind of vaguely remembered it. I just remember going, what? Yeah, that's, that's sassy. That's real sassy there. Sassy uh, prosecutor. Yeah. Hey, let's do, uh, let's do a secret word. Okay. Uh, we do that? Sure. Are you going to make me Kay. pick it, or are you going to do it? <laughs> oh, I'll, p- I'll pick it. You pick it. Well, it's going to be hoverboard, obviously. <laughs> I love it. How could how could the secret word be anything but hoverboard? If you text, not text, sorry. If you email drilledpodcast at gmail.com, the word hoverboard, either in the subject or in the body of the of the email. Or you send way. us a picture of Marty McFly on a hoverboard. Ooh, uh, double points. Double, double points. points. That. No, that doesn't mean more than more than more than the five hundred bucks. Listen, all you're gonna get is five hundred bucks. Five hundred dollars to the first person who can email that to us. You will have an obligation to post for us on social media: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever you have, all the above, one of the three, uh, whatever you got. Uh, you will have an obligation to post for us uh, if you win. And that's uh, that's a new rule, but I think it's a fair one. And if you're savvy, you will have an obligation to please teach us old people how to use TikTok. We're we're trying to figure it out, guys, and we need your help. <laughs> I mean, i've I've made a few I've made a few attempts. We do. Drill I have podcast. too, and they failed miserably. <laughs> Drill podcast has a has a has a has a TikTok. You I'm guys aware. Look, at, look look at it. It's you know a couple of videos of me and my daughter dancing. She, I like the one it. of you with that thing. What's that uh, unicycle-looking little motor thing you got? Oh, I have an electric unicycle. Yeah, which I do not, which I do not use in dentistry. <laughs> it's kind of like a one wheel, uh, similar technology to a hoverboard. I mean, you kind of lean forward and just kind of go. It's, a, it's an electric unicycle, so it's just got one wheel. You stand on either side of it. Put there's like pedals on either side, so you kind of stand with the wheel between your legs, and but you stand on it. No seat. You don't have. You don't sit down on anything. It's super cool. It's a lot of fun. I can do a unis- I can do an actual unicycle. I cannot. So <laughs> there you go. I was thinking about getting one of those those boards, the ones with the the wheel in the middle that you kind of ride like a skateboard. You like tilt it forward and the motors yeah. forward. Yeah, I was thinking about picking one of those up. It seemed fun. Maybe Listen. I can you know try some uh, sell you a guitar while riding around on one of those. <laughs> oh, I'll probably buy it. I love I love I love buying guitars. I do too. Okay, we have gone over this case. We wanted to have that be the topic of today's. Uh, you know, you're probably gonna wherever you are, you're gonna see. Uh, this is gonna make some national news, I'm sure. It's, uh, it's if it hasn't be- already. 
I think it has, because I don't know. My sister started sending me stuff just now. So, uh, listen, be careful out there. Don't steal money from the federal government. That seems to be the first way to avoid situations like this. And, uh, yeah, and if you are doing it, don't brag about it to your friends. Just yeah, stop doing it. <laughs> stop yeah. doing it. Don't, don't, don't not brag it. about it. Just stop doing it. <laughs> yeah. That's the that's the number one way. And listen, the number one way to avoid STDs is obviously abstinence. So, Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> more, more, more Mormon sex advice from Dr. Brady. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Every now and then, you get a little, you get a little, little nugget, tidbit, little tidbit. You get a little sex advice nugget. I got, I got some more. I save them for another rainy day. <laughs> um, listen, every you've been out there listening, we appreciate you guys. Please share that we exist. Please tell your friends. Please post for us. Just take an episode, a random one, and post it on your your Facebook or your Instagram, or tag us in something. Let us know you're listening. We would really sit appreciate your mother that. down and make her listen to it. Yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> listen, what? What other podcasts can you get money and cash in for listening? I don't know of any, but precisely zero. So it's a good deal for everybody. We want to share the wealth. Please uh, be safe out there, and uh, we'll see you next week. You got anything to add, Lowell? Yeah, just uh, stay inside, everybody, and uh, you know, let's ride out this. If you're on the West Coast, let's just uh, ride out this you know, life in the ashtray right now, you know. Yeah, it's terrible. Okay, be safe out there, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.